What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Kristen Kowalsik on today's episode. For you OG listeners, you guys have probably heard her story before. This is an update episode. Her episode was actually episode 14, so very early in our Life After Miscarriage podcast life, and her title was Miracle Twins After Loss. So Kristen, if, I'm just going to toss it at you. If you want to explain kind of where we left off with your last episode yeah, and then update us on what's gone on since then. Sounds good. Um, yeah. I, you know, I was ringing my brain, like trying to think of where we left off in the first episode. And I'm pretty sure that I had just found out that I was pregnant with twins, which was like super, super crazy to us. Um, if you listen to the original podcast, um, we had lost our um, first baby in December of 2017 at 18 weeks. And then we lost our second baby um, in July of 2018 at 22 weeks. Um, and so why at that moment we were like, let's try for another baby. I honestly, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know like what was the driving force for my husband and I to like, be like, yeah, let's try again after going through, um, what we had gone through. Um, and we went into the doctors, got the blood test, the numbers quadrupled (laughs) and we were like, is that, is that normal? And the nurse at the time was like, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, as long as the numbers are rising, um, and here we are, <laughs> um, so, which was just like absolutely insane at that time. Um, so yeah, but this was uh, natural we, twins, right? Like that you didn't do yeah, IVF. Yeah, this was okay. Correct. We did not do IVF. Um, this was completely spontaneous. Twins don't run on either side of our family. Um, so it was definitely it was a shock to um, both sides of our family. It was a shock to us. Um, I had some choice words to say to the ultrasound tech when we found out that it was twins because I really, I, we were just blindsided. Um, we didn't think that we were going to bring home one baby, let alone bring home two. And just this past August, we delivered our two little nuggets at, um, 36 weeks and five days. So we made it almost full term with twins. Um, yeah. And like, we, we couldn't be more blessed right now. I mean a crazy wild ride. My husband and I actually, um, before, uh, we started the podcast, we were on our way home from church and we were just talking about like the past two years, like what the past two years looked like. And it's just been absolutely crazy. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, he said was we have these guys now had we, um, not had the heartache and the losses that we had over the past two years, like we wouldn't have these two right now. Um, and I guess that really struck a chord with me because everybody just, the, the outpouring of support when we found out that we were pregnant with two, 
um, not just pregnant again, but then pregnant with two. Um, and the positivity was just absolutely incredible. But one of the things that I wanted to make sure that everybody knew was that these two weren't replacements for our first two that we had lost. Um, and I think that that's still hard for people to kind of grasp their minds about because what, what's happened in the past has happened in the past. But it's not just the past to us. That's like definitely, you know, that's our life right there. You know, um, we still have ultrasound pictures up. We still have um, different tangible items throughout the house that we've kept from our first two losses. I mean, that just happened within the past two years. Like that's still super fresh. And not only is it fresh, it's, those are still our kids. And so I think that was a really hard thing for um, everybody to kind of wrap their head about was, you know, these, these two, um, Jacob and Eleanor, uh, <laughs> they are not replacements for Mary and Dottie. Um, they're just additions to our family. But I, I just can't wrap my head about thinking that had Mary and Dottie been with us on the earth right now, we would not have Jacob and Eleanor because we probably would have stopped it too. Mm -hmm. And the thought of my life without these two, I, I can't even begin to imagine what my days would be like without these two. Um, and so I am so beyond thankful. And every time we go to church, this is one of, you know, one of the things that I thank God for is, you know, thank you for bringing those two beautiful babies, Mary and Dottie, into our lives because without them, they wouldn't, we, they wouldn't have their, their siblings. We, we wouldn't be a complete family, you know? Um, and so that's just kind of one of the, one of the things that always struck a chord with me. Um, yeah. That they're, they're still not forgotten, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the hard thing is, and I mean, you've been there, you know, pregnancy after loss is, crazy. Mm -hmm. Like it's, uh, it's so hard to explain, you know, like unless you're in it, you don't really know how to explain it to others. Absolutely not. <laughs> right. Like the things that you, the things that you want to do or you want to talk about. Um, I, when our twins were born, um, I was induced um, and the two previous births that we had, our babies didn't cry. Like we didn't hear anything. It was very somber, um, in the delivery rooms. Um, when we labored with Jacob and Eleanor, um, I went a good long, like almost 12 hours. Um, I wanted to have them vaginally so bad. Um, and I just stopped progressing, which was Oh, it just, I was like heartbroken. So we went in for um, a C-section and when they pulled Jacob out, the very first thing that I said to my husband, like everybody in the, in the room was like, oh, here's, here he is, you know? And they like looked to me to see like what my reaction was going to be. And the very first thing that I said when my son was born was, is he alive? Because he didn't cry. And then he, he eventually cried, you know, but it kind of just brings you back to what those two first births were like, mm -hmm. because I said, I said to my husband from the very beginning, 
they're never, you know, they're not going to make it. Like I, I put on this brave face that they're going to, they're, that we're going to have these babies. And I just, I had it in my head and I would never, ever verbalize this to anybody else besides my husband. But I was like, I just, the biggest fear ever is that we're going to go through this whole process. We're, we're only going to make, my goal was only 28 weeks. And we, you know, we, we far surpassed that, but like, that was all that I thought of was that we weren't going to bring these two home. Um, and I just didn't think that I could do that again. Um, and then after Jacob was born, you know, they whisked him off. I didn't even get to see him. Um, and Eleanor had a little bit of a trickier exit. She kind of flipped up. And so they had to, um, really work to get her out. Um, and again, she came out and, they were all excited and all the doctors were like, oh my gosh, she's here. And I was just stone face. I was like, is she alive? Cause I didn't hear her cry either. Um, and I think that that's like, like to anybody else, I feel like they would think that that's like kind of like sick and twisted. But if you've gone through loss, if you've gone through, um, miscarriage, if you've gone through delivering a stillbirth, like it's a very unique, crazy, sad, emotionally draining experience. Um, and it's like, I just felt like I was reliving those first two births again. Um, but then they cried and that was the only thing that I wanted to hear. So like, I was like, they, even now, like they cry and I'm like, okay, they're crying. Cool. Like people will be like, oh, maybe change their diaper, feed them. I'm like, it's okay. They're crying. <laughs> like I enjoy hearing their voices. Sorry to interrupt today's episode, but we are blessed enough to have a brand sponsoring us today that I personally highly recommend. And that is Fairhaven Health. Many of you have probably seen my YouTube video reviewing their baby dance fertility friendly lubricant, but let's talk about them as a company. As a trusted leader in reproductive health, Fairhaven Health's natural products are developed and formulated in partnership with trusted medical experts, including doctors, OBGYNs, nutritionists, and naturopaths. From top fertility supplements for both men and women, FH Pro and Fertilade, to Isolove Isotonic Vaginal Health Gels and Fertility-Friendly Lubricant and Milky's Nursing Support Products, Fairhaven supports your entire journey into parenthood and beyond. After you make a purchase, Fairhaven Health offers full access to its knowledgeable and friendly in-house customer service team who are always happy to assist. Check out their wide variety of products at fairhavenhealth.com or by using the link in the description of this episode. Thank you, Fairhaven Health, and thank you to all the listeners supporting our sponsors as it helps us continue to provide this content to us all for free. Now let's get back to it. That's that's oh, about where we're, where we're at right now. So happy for you guys. Like, so happy yeah. for you guys. Do you feel like it was like twice the anxiety? Yes. You're the pregnancy? <laughs> yeah, I can see so, that. So I am, I am a teacher. And, um, all three of my pregnancies, I have been pregnant, um, during the school year. So, um, our first pregnancy, um, we lost Mary, um, right, right after Christmas. So my plan was to come back from Christmas break and announce to my students that I was pregnant. Cause I was just start, starting to show, but like nobody was bringing up the fact that I was getting bigger. Um, and so I had to take some, a little bit of time off of work, um, after, um, we had Mary and then, um, what, 
when we were pregnant with Dottie, that was the whole like second half of a school year as well. You know, I had parents that were rooting for me because like at that point, some of the parents had known that I had experienced a loss. Um, and we delivered her. Um, she was born in July. So like I was definitely showing um, with Dottie as well. And then this school year um, or this past school year, I especially with a twin pregnancy, like I just got big, like really, really fast. Um, and the thought of like all of the people that I worked with and all of the families, um, all of the different staff, the different agencies that I work with as well, like knowing that I was pregnant again. And like, I just always would say like, I wonder what they're thinking. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I would, I would imagine that people were probably thinking like, I'm crazy because like, I just, I want a fa I wanted a family so badly that like, I would do anything to get that. Like I, I was never the person that was like, I want a baby. I give me the baby. Like the baby stage is fun, but like, I wanted a family. Like I wanted to raise people, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, that was, that anxiety was, was nuts. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. It was, it was nuts. It was yeah. nuts. And I didn't even carry the brunt of it. My husband, um, we have our own small landscape business. And so he's out in the field all the time. So people would know that I was pregnant and like, he would have to relive it every single time he would see a new customer. So like, not only did I feel like I was carrying all this burden on my heart, like I felt awful for him because he had to relive all of that every single time he ran into a new customer. And even with the twin pregnancy, like people were still rooting for us and stuff, but like his anxiety was up there too. Um, so it, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, you know, like mm -hmm. no way. But well, you are now, the epitome of not giving up and keep going, right? I always say keep your eyes on the prize, and that's exactly what you did. Shoot. I mean, I, I don't know how physically and mentally um, we were able to get through all that. And one of my biggest fears was, especially with this pregnancy, was that I would um, have postpartum. Mm -hmm. And I, I went into the doctor shown zero signs of postpartum. And we kind of like, my husband and I kind of like chuckled to ourselves now because we're like, we literally don't have time. Like there's no time for, <laughs> for you to like show like happy emotion or sad emotion, like at all. Like it's just literally making sure that everybody is where they're supposed to be during the day. So, um, it's quite a ride. It is, it is a ride that I would not change for the world. Like I said, like these two were meant to be here on earth, you know, mm -hmm. Mary and Dottie, were they meant to be on earth? I think they were, um, they were meant to be here. Um, and they just, they were meant to be here and they were meant to be in our hearts, mm -hmm. you know, now I don't know how much I talked about it in the last episode. Um, I would have just been, you know, I just found out that I was pregnant. Um, we actually had to, with the blood clotting disorder that I had, I had to program induce mutation 
and MTHFR, um, I had to um, inject Lovenox with throughout this pregnancy, which was another part that, you know, added to that anxiety of the pregnancy. Um, they had me on 40 milligrams twice a day. So all in all, I ended up taking like 464 shots um, throughout the oh entirety of the pregnancy. Um, and, and a lot of women that I've talked to on social media had their husbands inject the, um, the shots daily. And I was, my husband was like, can, do you want me to like, like, he was so sweet. He was so sweet. He's like, do you want me to like do the injections for you? And I was like, no, like I am a control freak. And I was like, I have to have this bit of control and be able to do this myself because, um, that's just the way that my brain works. Um, but that was, that was a ride in itself. And honestly, I know that I probably should take them into the doctor, but I have every single one of my shots like in a closet because I just felt like, um, that is such a story and such a, um, experience to go through with my kids that when they get to be older and they're at an age where they can start to understand what that all means, like just showing them the visual of this is what it took for you guys to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, like mom and dad wanted you that bad that like, and my husband and I have said hand to God, I, I said to him the other day, I was like, so, um, I know that they're just shy of four months and I don't want to be selfish or anything, but like, uh, uh, do, do you think that maybe you'd like to try for another one? And he was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, are you kidding? Can we get through a few more months of these two first? And I just, it was just one of those pivotal moments where I was like, I know that it was a hard pregnancy with these two, but like everything that we did with those two um, I would do in a heartbeat again for another child. Oh, that's I, amazing. I, I could literally be like one of the duggers. <laughs> <laughs> I could just like bring them all to me. <laughs> like, like that has always been just a dream of mine to just like have a house full of, of kids um, and just raise them from children into adulthood. Like that's just an amazing thing. Being a mother is one of the most amazing things that, that I've ever experienced. Yeah. So like you said, you'd go through it all over again. I would go through it in a heartbeat. <laughs> now, if you had one piece of advice for somebody who's kind of still in the struggle or, or even, you know, in a similar situation as you where they're pregnant with twins after, you know, second trimester losses, what kind of advice would you give? Breathe. Yeah. Um, like literally just take a step back and take it all in. Um, we're very, I still have a, I still had a really positive mindset. And I think that that's what ultimately got us through this pregnancy. Um, even though I said to my husband over and over again, I don't think these babies are going to come home. Um, it just took me just taking time to myself and just breathing, um, spending a lot of time in prayer. If you are a prayerful person, um, spending a lot of time in prayer, um, got us to where we are today. Love it. Well, I'm so proud of you and I'm so happy for you. I love watching your journey. So if you're cool with it, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to link your Instagram. Absolutely. In the, yeah. Cool. In the description of this episode, you guys reach out to her if you feel the pull to, um, she is really awesome and I'm sure she'd be willing to, you know, listen or 
tell you anything. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate you so much, Kristen. Thank you for jumping on and doing this update episode. No problem. Thanks, Shelly. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. 